edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. This is a social spotlight edition. Today, we're going to talk about something that many of you may, quite frankly, not be very familiar with. Vlogging. Yes, vlogging with a V, as in Victor, Vase. It's like blogging, except it's on a video form. It's uh, a lot of people are on YouTube doing this. They're posting uploads of their life, mostly in weekly or monthly recaps in a lot of cases. There was a famous vlogger, Casey Neistat, and he was posting daily vlogs for a while. He cut back on that, but he's probably the most famous one. He has over 7 million um, subscribers on YouTube. His videos regularly get uh, over a million, close to 2 million just for his regular uploads, he's also had videos that have gone 19 million, 16 million. He had a famous one you may have seen a few years ago where uh, he went snowboarding through the streets of New York after there was a big snowstorm. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Chip Ganassi Racing Xfinity Series driver Brennan Poole is a vlogger. He's been vlogging himself. Now, Brennan doesn't exactly right now have the following that Casey Neistat does. Uh, He has 382 subscribers as I'm looking at this, and his videos have been getting a few hundred views. Um, Some of them have gotten uh, over 500, but he's trying to make it work. He's been doing this for almost a year, as we talk about in this podcast. So I think that, you know, what he's doing is very important for NASCAR, which is why I've I've mentioned it several times on Twitter, and, and we're doing this because you know, YouTube is a way where you can really reach that next level of uh, millennial audience. And, you know, there's a big hole right now as far as YouTubers and NASCAR. There's not really a, a very good presence there or, or a famous presence there. And it would be a very good way to reach people. If, if Brennan was able to build up his channel and attract um, a millennial audience who doesn't even know much about NASCAR, they might follow him through that. And, and you know, this thing could really take off uh, for both Brennan and, and NASCAR in some ways. So it, this is just another thing where NASCAR needs to be involved with this space. So that's why I want to talk to Brennan today. I hope you'll learn a lot about him, why he's doing this, and what all goes into it. All right, we are here with Brennan Poole, one of my favorite interviews in the garage. No pressure, Brennan. Um, we're here to talk about social media because Brennan is pretty darn good at it from what I've seen. Uh, I guess first off, you're in a lot of different forms of social media. What's your favorite? Um, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess my favorite, I was trying to come up with something funny to say there, but I just don't have anything. (laughs) Way to go. <laughs> yeah, I totally bombed it. Um, but, I mean, I like YouTube. I like creating the vlogs and doing the videos. Like I said, I, I, it's Friday here in Bristol, and I have a vlog coming out today. So um, I'm excited about that. It's a West Coast swing vlog. You know, I got to go out there and, and run Corvettes, and I went hiking, and I was in Vegas. We ran into Siegfried from Siegfried and Roy. So, like, I have a lot of cool content for for the vlogs. And so that's what's really fun to me is, like, trying to make a little movie every day. Um, so I enjoy doing that. Um, it is tough though. It does uh, take up a, a lot of time, and I end up like becoming slack and missing things and whatever. But 
I also enjoy Twitter and, and Instagram. What's cool about Instagram is just like pictures. I think like nowadays, like we all live in this like world where we want to see images and we want to like watch video and we, we don't really want to read much of anything. So on Twitter, like I watch the videos on Twitter, if that makes sense. I look at the pictures on Twitter that may not be on Instagram. So like I, 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 um, I like Twitter because I can share news and articles and post links that you can just click on and go right to things. But I'm probably on Instagram more than more than anything else i did like vine and then vine it doesn't exist now so yeah what the hell I, vine was a big loss you know yeah i was i literally vine was like when i'm in the restroom i'm just on vine the whole time like scrolling through every video and then like i see something funny and like send it to a friend and then it like just like grows out of control and then you know my entire friend group's watching this one stupid vine but um i had some funny vines that i thought were funny but it seemed like vine was hard for to like gain followers yourself like if you already weren't a vine star like you weren't going to gain traction because everybody was only watching their content so that part of it was tough we're like youtube your content is just out there for everyone and you can push it out every you want and and you can really start to grow like i think i'm i've my subscribers have been growing and of course all my content now is on nascar.com so you can watch all the stuff on I, I don't know if it's their youtube channel or whatever but it's on their website and we got like 1200 views on the daytona uh, vlog so i'm kind of proud of that hoping to continue to grow it so um let's let's talk about the youtube stuff for a little bit how did you decide that you wanted to be a, a vlogger and you know is it one of these things where everything you do you have to remember to take your phone out and film it uh so i wanted to become a vlogger because of casey neistat i was watching his vlogs every day and i was like man this guy is really good and interesting and like i i was so uh, just kind of influenced by listening to like him talk about like his struggles and like how he became successful and stuff he was still working on to still become more successful. And so like kind of being able to like kind of and watch that journey with him like day by day, I was like, man, this is uh, something that's special. And so I thought, you know, a NASCAR driver needs to do this. Like somebody in NASCAR needs to do this. And and um, the more I watched it and the more time went by, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to just buy a camera and do it. Now I do shoot a lot of it off of my phone now because like I, in the garage or like when I'm doing like stuff, uh, you know, for DC solar and NASCAR or whatever, it's hard to be carrying a camera around or have a backpack in your camera and everything. So, um, nowadays like on our, on your phone, you can shoot in 4k. So I just grab my phone and, and just start shooting what, whatever I, I think is interesting. And I do time lapses and everything right off my phone. So, and all this stuff comes out, like the quality and stuff's really good and, and the audio too sounds great. So, um, you know, I, I think for me, um, I keep plugging Casey Neistat because I want to meet him. <laughs> one day. So I'm like, Casey Neistat, Casey Neistat in the media center and whatever. Just so like I'm like in the random chance he may see it and get him to a race. We need to get him to vlog his race experience. But, um, you know, most of his stuff just um, kind of inspired me to do do something different. It's been a lot of fun. So what's the editing process? I mean, because you, you take all this footage of your daily life. You're going around doing all this stuff, and then you have to sit down once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever and try to put all this together. Um, how long does that take you, and what, what, what all goes into that? So for my video and for my vlog, now everyone's vlogs are different. So like when I talk about mine, I don't want to discourage anyone from doing a vlog because you literally can just do it on iMovie and like cut it up and and whatever, whatever, and um, you, know, you, you can do it that way. But for us, we use... Uh, my my friend, one of my really good friends, Brian Bumgardner, um, does most of the editing. 
um, because I simply just don't have time. I mean, I'm training. I'm I'm in the shop in meetings. I'm uh, riding my bike. I'm in pool swimming. I'm in the gym lifting. I'm studying film. I'm going over notes and pre-race notes and getting ready for the weekend. And there's just not time for me to sit down and edit a vlog and put one out every week. So, um, that he's been able to really um, influence the vlog a lot and put like a little bit of his creativity and he kind of sees some things a little bit differently than I see and something that I may not really want to put in there, he'll put it in the vlog and make it where I'm comfortable with it and it, and it ends up being, a, it makes the video even more interesting than what I thought because, you know, it's always awkward when you're filming yourself and then you're judging yourself on what you should put in there. And so he kind of sees it, no, like, that's really interesting, or um, we need to have it go this way. And, and so having that help um, really helps me. But he spends, like, 10 to 13 hours a week on the video because there's so much content that he has to watch all of it. And I try to point out things that I really think should be in the vlog or kind of how the stories went, and I have to give him, like, when I shot what so he kind of knows the timeline. And then he just kind of he busts it out, and he does a, fant a fantastic job. Now the vlog it was about almost a year old or not not that quite that long. Uh, not quite. So I started it last year, the second Iowa race. That would be that was the first one that I ever did, and uh, so coming. I mean, I mean, it's not too far away, but um, you know. So it's been a so like I had to learn through the process to like sh film and like record interesting things and not just be like, like if you watch the first couple, you'll see that I'm kind of like, I just like film in my car or I film in the shop or I film in my house. I'm not like walking around filming. And I think that's what makes Casey Neistat's vlog so interesting because one, he lives in New York city and he's riding around his boosted board and he's just like shooting all this stuff. And you kind of feel like you're in New York and you're like experiencing some of his experiences. So for me, I'm still trying to work on that to make uh, you know, my fans and the audience feel like they're, uh, there and, uh, a part of it too. And that's, what's, uh, that's, what's tough is getting those shots that make you feel like you're, you're actually there. So like, I feel like I've gotten better at that. My last, um, my last several vlogs have been, in my opinion, really good. Um, but I'm still working on creating that, that feel. So you talked about that your subscribers are growing a little bit. Um, how tough has it been to get that audience and, I'm sure at times, you know, you put out a video and you're like waiting for the reaction. You're like, hello, like, cause that's how I feel about my articles sometimes. <laughs> so like, you know, th just the feeling of like, does anybody see this? How, how can I get this in front of more people? Yeah. I mean, for me, that's why I try to do this stuff with NASCAR.com, um, to help more people realize that it's there. Um, I think for me on my social media and stuff, like I'm almost at 10,000 followers on Twitter and I'm like 6,000 or close on Instagram. So, you know, I'm trying to push it to that, push it to an audience that I just don't quite have yet. But I feel like if I have the content and it's there, when people find out about it, they can go back and watch from vlog one and they can, they can literally, there's like a whole story there. So I think the, I think one thing that's important too, is being consistent with putting videos out, which is something that I've struggled with, which I've got a new, I've got a new deal in place now where I will have a video out every single week, uh, which I'm really excited about starting this week. So, um, it was just tough. Like everyone has, um, you know, jobs and everyone has jobs to get done. So it's, it's really difficult to, you know, put time towards something that, uh, towards a project that you're just trying to grow on by yourself. It, it's really tough. So, 
Um, I, I'm excited about um, the next the next several weeks. Some of the new video and some of the content that we have out, I think, is really funny. So I hope um, that, you know a lot of the fans and some of my subscribers now enjoy it. I'm only up to like 400 or 500 subscribers or something like that. So still trying to grow up. But like I said, the NASCAR.com thing is starting to um, starting to get more views, and I'm starting to get up over a thousand views in some of my videos, which uh, for me I think is a big step. I think like each like when you're at a smaller number. You know, like each, like you get to getting to that first 1,000 is like really hard. And then it's like getting to the next 1,000 is a little easier and the next and the next and the next. It just kind of gets easier as it grows. So, you know, I'd like to uh, hopefully by the end of this year, my goal uh, was to get to 50,000 like views on a video or like 50,000 subscribers, which 50,000 subscribers is insane. I'm, I try to like be realistically maybe 20,000, but, um, you know, just try to try to, I'm just, I just, that's really what I want to try to do. I, because I like the vlogging and doing it so much, and I feel like there's a space there to create some interesting content and really give people a little bit of behind the scenes of what it's what a race car driver really goes through. And like, you know, I'm still a normal guy and a normal kid, and I do normal things. Um, but also, you get to see a little bit of, uh, of the training and and the work side of things, and the being at the shop and kind of what I'm dealing with. And um, I think it's kind of cool because through video you can really experience what someone's going through where you know through a tweet or a picture you might not necessarily see all that do you want your vlog to be something that is consumed mainly by race fans or do you have a vision of it sort of becoming um something that can attract the mainstream audience yeah i wanted to to, i wanted to attract the mainstream audience i want it to be where people are tuning into the vlogs just because they're interesting i feel like that's kind of what people do with Casey Neistat's vlogs um, and some of the, a lot of the other vloggers on YouTube. Uh, people just tune in because they're invested in them as a person. And so I really want to just, um, I really want to grow. Not that I want like attention or anything like that. I just want to, uh, I just wanted to, to be a, uh, be a normal guy who's filming normal stuff, who happens to be a race car driver and, um, and just inviting everyone in to kind of see a little bit of what that's like. Has anybody around you questioned the commitment level? Because it sounds like you're really committed to this. So they've been like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a few people, you know, like some of my teammates and stuff are like, man, you just walk around and video everything in yourself. I mean, it's got to be time and, and it's awkward. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But when I go back and I watch the video or I watch something, too, that I might have filmed that I felt like was awkward, but I just like acted through it basically. And then I watched them like, man, that actually was really good. You know, that's so I'm trying to be more comfortable and just not really care as much about what I'm filming. You know, like now, like I'll walk through the airport and I'll, you know, walk to dinner and I'll walk on the street and I'll just be like filming and recording. And I don't really care. You know what I mean? So like people are looking at you funny. Yeah. People are like, what is that guy doing? So now, I'm, well, since I capture a lot of stuff on my phone now, then my actual camera, I think people think I'm just like Snapchatting or like, you know, posting an Instagram story or something. They don't really know. So I'm like, they don't know what I'm doing. So whatever, it doesn't matter. So uh, let's talk about uh, a few other social media networks in the time we have left. Uh, You touched on Twitter. Um, How much are you are you on Twitter and looking at Twitter? Um, I probably look at Twitter every day. I forgot. I read something the other day where it's like people look at their phone within like the first 10 minutes of waking up or something. But um I would say I'm probably one of those people. I mean, you just that's where I get most of my news. I don't really watch the news on TV. I'm not searching the web or anything. I'm not really on BuzzFeed much. Now, Lindsay is obsessed with BuzzFeed. She I looked at the her data the other day. It was like 78% was from BuzzFeed. So, I was giving her a hard time about that because BuzzFeed is just kind of ridiculous. Even they do a great job and there's good news and stuff on there and the quizzes are fun, but 
You're taking BuzzFeed. You're taking over my girlfriend's life. Please settle down. But um, but so Twitter, like I'm on there, and and usually I try to answer like every fan too. Like if someone, uh, you know, because I don't have like an insane amount of followers yet. Like I said, I'm like almost at ten thousand. So if someone asks me something, I, I usually answer. Or if somebody um gives me a compliment or whatever, I'll like like the tweet. Like I always try to interact with with everyone as best that I can. You know, like I had a lot of people talking to me. Uh, this past week about uh, NBA playoffs and about NHL playoffs too because I like posted one tweet where I was just like, man, NBA playoffs are awesome. And then people were like, no, it's hockey. And then people were like, what are you talking about? It's basketball. And I'm like, guys, I watch both. Like, calm down. Um, but uh, I think that's what's what's cool about Twitter too. Like, just being able to interact with fans just like bang, like instantly. It's almost like texting but like through the internet. And you touched on Instagram um, do you prefer Instagram stories or Snapchat stories? I mean, when Instagram first put out their stories, I was just like, come on guys, stop stealing other people's things. It's just kind of getting ridiculous. Like all social media, there's like a giant war going on that like none of us even really know that's happening between the, all of them. Um, but you know, I look at, I look at all the Instagram stories because I'm, I get bored and like, I've already scrolled through so many pictures on Instagram. If I'm like on a flight or like in the waiting for, to get on the plane or at a restaurant, I'm by myself, whatever, you know, I just, I'm like scrolling through. So I'll look at everyone's stories. But, um, for me, I like Snapchat a little bit better. Um, and plus they're the original, they're the original guys, you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, my favorite Mexican food restaurant is the, well, one of them is the original Nymphas in Houston. And it, the original is just better than the chain Nymphas around. And I feel like, um, you know, all my friends and everyone's just on Snapchat. So we use Snapchat. I, I kind of agree with you in that, you know, even though there might be more people on Instagram, I prefer Snapchat. I almost get annoyed when people post Instagram stories sometimes. So I'm like, oh, God, now I got to look at this. Yeah, you, know, you got to look at it twice. And now Facebook has stories, too. Did you see yeah. that? So it's like, what it's like, what's happening? Well, that's what's in- interesting, too. That's which is why I come back to YouTube all the time is because YouTube's like you can make a mini movie. It's like creating a like it's yeah you're making stories and people are seeing what you're doing and it's like a i guess it's kind of like a vlog through your story but i mean on youtube here's this content that's there for forever and you can always go back and look on it i think that's one thing for me that's special is that i'm recording all these moments in my career as i'm moving forward and i'm always going to have that to go back and look on which is which is pretty cool how do people subscribe to your channel if they're not if they're listening and they're not huge youtubers so if you just go to youtube.com and you search Brennan Poole, my, my channel actually will come up and you can click on, it'll list all my vlogs. You'll see all of them. You'll see also some other random videos in there, perhaps me crashing uh, somebody a few years ago uh, or, uh, you know, the Talladega race is very common with my name if you search it. Um, but, um, you know, my videos are there. And then uh, in the video, I give you an option at the end of the newer vlogs where um, you can click there to link to, to subscribe. And then basically when you have a, have a YouTube profile or whatever, and you subscribe to a channel, um, it'll give you a, um, a notification whenever I post a new video. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. So there you have it. Brendan Poole. Uh, I feel like I could have talked to him all day about that. He's a very interesting guy, a very fun interview. And hopefully he will find some success in NASCAR because I, I believe that NASCAR could use guys like him um, out there at the forefront, especially as we talk this week about, you know, the personalities that are going to come next and fill the spot of guys like Dale Jr. going away. You know, you need uh, exciting personalities and, and people who are very interesting to fill those spots. I have a couple patron shout outs this week. Uh, Richard Broadhead is one of them and Tara McCook. They are two people who uh, didn't check their 
patron inbox. Yes, there is a patron inbox. If you're on Patreon and you've um, pledged, you have a thank you note from me um, in your inbox. And um, some people, I guess it doesn't go straight to their email or something. And um, so like in Tara's case, she had pledged on January 27th, which was like the first week I started the whole thing. And I just got a note from her on Wednesday saying, hey, I just saw this this message in my patron inbox. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the shout out. Sure. So Tara, there it is. Um, hopefully if, uh, if you are a patron by now, you guys have seen your message. If not, Hey, go on to Patreon and check it because there's probably something waiting for you there. I've been pretty good about keeping up with the thank you notes. So I appreciate everybody. The next podcast is going to be from Richmond international raceway. I am headed there shortly after I post this. And I'm looking forward to a fun weekend, another short track. It's a great view from the press box there, sitting down in between turn one and two. So that's always fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. So I will talk to you in a few days. See you, everybody.